Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Holy cow. Welcome, everybody, to Trust the Tape, episode something. I think it's eight. Perhaps eight. Yeah, perhaps eight. Against all odds, we made it to do another episode. Many people thought it would never happen, Brian, but mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah. Jeff Kavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter. Brian Broadus at Brian Broadus. And here we are, post-combine. Our first post-combine episode of Trust the Tape, which brings up a number of interesting questions, including the questions that you out there send in. Feel free to tweet either one of us, mostly non-Cowboy fans. You know, we work in the DFW, so we get lots of Cowboy questions. But if you are a fan of a different team and you have questions about the draft, hit us up. Usually the day before we do a Trust the Tape, we'll send out a tweet looking for questions. Jump in there. Wade through the waters and say, get out of the way, Cowboy fans. I don't know about my team, dang it. Let us know. Um, I thought you asked an interesting question right before we started. And I think it's a great place to start. Would you like me to ask it to you again? I dare you. I you dare, dare me? You. I dare you. Why would you dare me? Because you know I'm going to ask you this question. Because you're going to ask me anyway. So I'm going to ask you. Even if you didn't want to answer the question, I was going to ask it anyway. I sound edgy if I say I dare you. Yeah. You do sound a little edgy today. I like I that. I dare you. I like that. Well, that's because I'm nervous about a five-hour radio show. Don't really have a great plan for it. Oh, no. We have a good radio show. Yeah. We'll be okay. We do. Mm-hmm. We'll be great. Trust okay. me. We'll be great. 105.3 The Fan. Make sure you listen. Radio.com uh, app. Jeff, I wanted to know, does the Combine in any way... Worry you because it changes the way you look at the players. And I mean, maybe not so much on a, the positive side of things, but does it change you that like, hey, I, I've been watching this, these players. I've been studying these players. But then I actually see them work out. I see them run. I see them jump. I see them backpedal and turn and go. Does the combine worry you in that regard? Or does it help you, or does it hurt you more in your evaluations? I guess, to me, it comes down to what do you do with the combine information. Because, yeah, there will be players where you'll get their athletic testing, and it'll disagree with what you saw on tape one way or the other. And then you got to figure out, okay, now what? What am I going to do with this? Am I going to put Notre Dame wide receiver chase Claypool into the top 50 because he had a great combine thousand yard receiver from Notre Dame. Do I do that? Am I going to drop Derek Brown? Cause he had a bad combine. One of the top five players on tape in this class. I think 
for me, I love having all that information because what I use it for is to bump people to the front of the line. Anybody that I haven't seen yet, if they have a great combine, I'll be like, oh, sweet, awesome athlete. That's a good starting point for a football player. Let's see what the tape looks like. But yeah, for some guys, I guess when you've seen them and you're a big fan and then they test terribly and you got to figure out, okay, can I not ignore that, but can I fit that up to the tape in a way that I'm comfortable and if the testing is great and you didn't love the player, now what do I do with them? And for me, I won't move those guys up much very often, but you could understand why it's tempting. Football's yeah. a lot about athleticism. If I'm quicker and faster and just more athletic than the guy across from me, well, dang it, with good coaching, I should be able to turn that into something. But I think for me, it just gives me a good plan on – on who becomes the guys you take flyers on, and maybe minor tweaks to where you ha- to where you have guys that you thought you already had on tape once you get the testing. When you saw a guy, and you mentioned Claypool, the wide receiver from Notre Dame, when you saw him on tape, had you already seen him at the combine? Was was this one you had to go back? He was a player that you had not seen before. I watched him right before the combine. Okay, where did you have him in, when you evaluated him? And then, and then you turn around and then you see the times and the workouts and stuff like that. I had him, and I believe he ran a 4.39 at the Combine. And I did not, have, I did not see that on tape, right? Yeah, right. So quick scouting report. Chase Claypool, people were talking about before the draft, oh, maybe you move him to tight end because he's 200. He's listed at 230. He weighed yeah. in at 238, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So he's a giant of a man. And then he runs a 4.39. You're like, holy cow, this is Evan Ingram all over again. What, what's going on here? Uh, and on tape, what is he? He's a guy that runs down the sideline and they'll throw the ball up to him. And he's a guy that in the slot will run deep outs and shallow crossers. So what do I think he is in the NFL? I think he's a, a big slot. I think he's a big slot guy. And on tape, I had him in the fourth round. Yeah. And maybe you move him up to the middle or the end of the third round because he's more athletic than you thought. But I think... At receiver, I trust the tape a lot. I'll trust it a lot. Because, so for him, you're 6'4", 238, but you're a body catcher. I don't think there's a lot of after-catch ability. I don't think there's a lot of agility. But we do have a big, fast man that was productive at a big college that can offer a couple of different things inside and out. So I won't move him much, but I'll move him a little bit. I'll move him a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I thought he was a fourth round guy going in, you know, and I had done him pretty early in the process. These, these wide receivers. If, if you know, another question I'm going to ask you is about guys you might feel like you might be the most wrong about, you know. And I, I've trust you. In the six years I've been scouting with you, I love your take on wide receivers. So when my list is kind of a little bit off yours or close to yours, I feel a little bit better about myself. Because I think you got a good handle on these guys. Deontay Johnson, my guy last year. Yeah. That was my guy. But see, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm like you though, is I, I when I watched him play, I, I saw everything that you're talking about. And I worry about, okay, is this a guy that went out and said, you know, after the season, after the Notre Dame season said, I'm gonna go train for this. I'm gonna go run, I'm gonna work right. out, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna get ready for this. Seems like Notre Dame guys test well. Oh no, they do. They do a good job. They do, they, they do, do a great a good job. job. And then you know, we got pro days coming up. I mean, we we're starting the pro day season. Auburn's today. Yeah. So 
I you know I, I kind of feel like though that he's one of those guys that went out there and, and tested uh, or worked really hard on this because I think you, you're right. I think you do to 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 take what our name is of our our podcast, trust the tape. I think you really do have to trust the tape there because you do have some guys. I'll give you an example. My guy that I saw is a much better player than how he worked out. And it's an LSU guy, and it's Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire. You know, he ran four six. You know, and I to me, I, and it's not being an LSU homer. I'm just really trying to evaluate where he fits in with like Taylor from Wisconsin, who ran a really really good time. Four if three you, nine. If you if you gave me if you said Brian, who do you like better between Taylor and and uh, you know Edwards-Hilaire? I'm picking Edwards-Hilaire. I think most NFL scouts would pick Edwards Hilaire. You know, I think you got to throw in Moss from Utah too as another guy. I mean, they're all those guys. I mean, each everybody's going to kind of like different guys there. But I, I tend to say I look more at my my grades from watching the tape as I pose as opposed to what I get watching. Players run around and run 40s and stuff like that. Well, and I think we could almost uh, power rank what positions we care about the combine for because there's certain things that I'm interested in at different positions. But for instance, running back, if a guy runs a 4 6 flat, I don't care. I like, I'm interested in the 10 yard split. I want to know how quickly they get going. And then after that, I'm interested in how well do you catch the ball and run routes. How well do you avoid or break or power through tackles? I think the tape can get you pretty much all the way there at running back. But pass rushers, I want to know your three-cone time. Yeah, I want to know the jumps. I want to know your lower body explosion. Defensive lineman, I want to know that 10-yard split. I want to know how quick you get going. Uh, I think you just have to use the combine the right way. And as long as you're doing that, it's useful. Is it? Do we tend to focus as a, a group on the forty yard dash way too much? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and and the example Troutman, the tight end from Dayton. You know, I do want my tight ends to be able to run. I but see, love what saying, happened though, in the you, forty. But, but you just told me about the, the three cones and stuff like that, where you know he's he's terrible in the forty. Commit uh, Notre Dame. He runs really good in the forty. Terrible in the in the cone drills and stuff like that. My yeah. guy Harrison Bryant. Ford Harrison Atlantic. Bryant, yeah. He was my tight end one. I'm going to go back and reevaluate all the tight ends, but he ran a very average okay. 40 in the four sevens, and uh-huh. then he ran a really bad cone drill. And I'm like, well, hold on now, because I've got him on tape as a good athlete. Yeah. And then at the combine, he's not a good athlete. And so you got to go just work back through it. Just look see, at him again. See, the, okay, so, so no, now you're a little, now, not a little, you're a lot skittish about these tight ends then. And here, you know, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan out there, you're looking at these guys. You're trying to figure out, yeah. you know, hey, which one of these guys can you uh, uh, can you put with Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz? Yeah, and and have some productivity. Yeah, you know, if you're anybody, if you're a fan of any one of these teams, you know, we've seen in the National Football League what an athletic down the field tight end can do. I I, I think it was one of those things like, oh, give me the guy that's a give me the guy that's a complete tight end. There's not those guys anymore. Yeah, I hate to, I hate to be I hate to be that guy because I was that guy that always was saying, "Find me the complete tight end." If you get a guy that's a good enough blocker, but a better down the field player catching the ball and stuff like that, you know the kid the kid at Purdue, Hopkins, Bryson Hopkins, solid player, solid player. 
Solid player, but you know, he's not going to block great. But he's just like all these other guys, the law firm of Brian and Brian. Those guys, I mean, they are what they are, catching the ball down the field. I think we have to reevaluate where we're at, and maybe that's where your speed again. Troutman, I'm sure there's some people that are going to go to Dayton, and they're going to, you know, they're going to they're going to go catch a basketball game because Dayton's playing really well in basketball. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. no, they're they're a top five team right now. See if basketball. you can catch a basketball game on a trip yeah. to the uh, pro day. Well, John Gruden's a Dayton alum. He might he might go watch Troutman work out. <laughs> but you you go. I promise you, what we're going to see is a lot of these guys that didn't run fast times. You'll see Troutman will be better. They'll go in there and, and work him, and instead of being four eight, he might be four seven four, something like that. Make you, know? you feel a little better. Feel a little bit better about these guys. I was going to ask you too about. Okay, well, I'll give you another guy real quick, and then we'll finish it up on this one. The Dantzler kid. That one actually does worry me. That one, I moved him. You I, moved did, him. I moved him. You straight moved him. I moved him. You admit. I, I, you admit. Well, I, I'm proud I admit of you I moved admit, him. I'm proud of you for admitting that you moved him. <clears throat> I got him at the top of the third now. Because he was a clear second-round guy for you on your board. Yep. He was. And then he ran a 4-6-4. And to me, that's one of the ones. And this is me trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. because You better hang in there a little tougher than I that. I wouldn't let anybody knock me off of Tease Tabor Mountain when yeah. he ran a bad 40. Yeah. And it was like, well, you can look these things up and see how many guys who run... In the mid forties, yeah. In the mid four sixes or worse, have ever been a good NFL cornerback, and the list is basically Richard Sherman. Uh, I think Joe Hayden ran slow. Was there was a was the I might, I'm missing one kid from Vanderbilt was Harris back in the day. Maybe Joe. Um, I know who I'm missing. Josh Norman Josh didn't Sir, run well. Yeah. So like you can pluck a coastal, few coastal of them. Carolina there. You can pluck just a handful of guys yeah. that are slow corners. That had a good NFL career, so you want to acknowledge what you're watching on tape and say what you think the player is, but also acknowledge the risk that I could be wrong. I think that's where a lot of people mess up. Is I and I've and I've fallen prey to this, where you evaluate the player, and when somebody brings up a concern, you're like, I know the player, yeah. I'm not wrong. And I think if I don't want to get too but stuck in that, but but there's no there's no shame in being cavalier if you really believe that's what the player is. You know, if you let me bully you on a player, then you're not you're not any good. No, you're not I ain't bully, good at your job. I bully if you try myself. to bully me, I bully myself. I like to. But you've done this. Long I think enough. I saw it was either a Belichick or maybe your buddy Mike Lombardi. It was a it was an idea of teams don't do this. Yeah, it was the Lombardi article yeah. where he's talking about the biases. Yeah, biases. What teams yeah. don't do enough is you watch the player. You know what you think about the player. You set that in stone, and then. What you should do is ask yourself, okay, if he fails, if I'm wrong, it'll be because, yeah. and I want to acknowledge that part. So That's with a Dantzler, good article, by the way. The mid 4-6-40, it will be because his lack of speed causes him to get grabby, he gets flagged in the NFL, he can't keep up with speed guys, and if you don't do that part of the exercise, okay. then I think you're shorting yourself. Okay, well how about then Gladney? Oh, he was supposed to run... He was supposed to run like he. They were talking about him of being in the four twos, you know, four threes. Where did he run? He ran the four fours, didn't he? Four four seven. Oh, I'm good with that. Well, no, I'm, I'm just I'm good saying, with that. though, on the opposite end of that, were you thinking that? Oh, okay, you know, he was going to be. Was it? 
I didn't think he was running the four twos. No, no. I'm sorry. I would say I would say it was it was his teammate. I'm sorry. It's oh, team- Jalen Rager. 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 I'm sorry. That's on me. That's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, That's interesting because I do the four four seven. He was clearly disappointed in it. He thought he was going to run better than that's, that. I'm sorry. People thought I, he was going to get my guys mixed up yeah, on yeah, their yeah. speed. Okay. Well, then Arnett from Ohio State. His his time wasn't great, and we, we thought that you know you you kind of had him as a second round guy. I still have him as a second round guy. I do too. I'm not moving him. I'm not moving him either. But then, but then, it, but dancer, it's a tenth of a second almost. <laughs> it's a tenth, of, and that's the. But that is your point. Like, hold on, eight hundredths of a second. And you're like moving him, not moving him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I am. To me, what it did was basically, you know, what it did is it made me flip their positions. As I said, you I know what? I'm you, flip, I want to call you a coward right now. I dare you. I want to. Call I you, dare you. I want to call you a coward. I, I really dare do you. because. To me, and again, I'm I'm thinking that the I'm thinking that the taped is always the most important thing, and that's that's the old, the old crusty your old, your old, old scout man yeah old scout man old crusty scout man. old crusty scout man yeah <laughs> with like Ben Franklin like hair now that but I'm that's but that's what you need I think that's you need all of you need all of those opinions you need old crusty scout man. You need young. You need nerd young, guy. N- you yeah, need nerd, nerd guy. Nerd guy. You yeah. need spreadsheet man. Yeah. You need all of them working together, and that's how you end up probably ending up with the best players. Captain trade back. Captain trade down. That's me. Captain trade yep. down. Back that. By the way, up. folks. Yeah, if you haven't, if you if you're in our area, and you know, we encourage you. You can listen to our show on radio.com. We do a draft segment every day. Two of them. One Two at three o'clock. So, one at yeah. four twenty. So listen to us. Yeah, if you uh, yeah one zero five three the fan. It's on radio.com. You can listen to us. But yeah, uh, it's a juvenile song trying to find good players. Won't you back that draft up? Back that draft up. Yeah, you got. I'm, I'm Captain Trade Down. Yeah. <laughs> but right, let me talk about that then. You've 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 said okay. That's because I. That's because I had spreadsheet guy. You got to look at spreadsheet guy and see what he's working with and see if you agree with the conclusions they've drawn and acknowledge what stat, uh, spreadsheet man brought up. This time it was uh, Pro Football Focus's PFF mm. Moo. His name is Moo. That's his name. Moo. Uh huh. Uh, and the research that they did basically said the trade value chart that a lot of people are using is off. Like based on the results of the actual drafts and the expected should I results, wave, should I wave my left hand at you right now? Go ahead, should I just wave the G- left hand. Give it to me. Yeah, should yeah. I throw my pen? Wave the left hand. What do, what do you want me to do? What they found was basically, and this is just from say pick one to pick thirty three, and there is a caveat. They said assuming a non quarterback because quarterbacks are oh, super valuable. Oh, we haven't valuable. figured that out yet, no. nerd man. Well, no, we figured that out too. Oh, have we? Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go up. up. Yes. Go up. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, I'm with you on yeah. that. I'm go with, ahead. If yeah. you're going you're, for a no, quarterback, go ahead. You're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. But the average return on the number one overall pick versus the number 33 overall pick, you'll get about 50 per, 56% of the value from 33, as you will from one, historically. Mm-hmm. And on the trade value chart, it's only worth 19% as much as number one. So I'm I'm Louisiana educated. I actually understood what you just said. Uh huh. So Uh it's worth almost three times more than the trade chart tells you. So if your team moves down, yeah, don't assume it's a bad idea. Assume they're doing good. Yeah. And now until you get to the very very late rounds, because there it really is. You don't mind having a bunch of darts because the hit rate is pretty darn low down there. Mm -hmm. But you're not expected to add a bunch of value back there. But if you're trading back in one, two, and three. Your team probably gets it. That's probably what's happening. You listen to Detroit. If you're not going to pick a quarterback, go ahead and kick it on back there. If you're Detroit, 
if you're Detroit, I was talking to some folks at the Giants today about their situation. And they're they're in a they're in that mode of they're hopeful that Detroit makes their makes a pick that, you know, goes ahead and takes Simmons, Clemson, Akuda, Ohio State, something like that. Right. They, they they want they want to have the ability to get out of there if they can. See, I think if I were them, I would want to get out of there to five if I could. Miami, sure. you want a quarterback? Sure. I can just go back two spots sure. and I can add a little something and yeah. I can probably still get my Okuda yeah. or my Simmons, one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be ideal for Detroit. Detroit fans, send in your questions. We'll get you a good team. We'll get your players. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, like you say, I, I, I never thought that the Giants would be a team that would want to move back. But talking to their guys, they're they're looking at this draft with the hope of what's happening ahead of them. That some people just stand in there and make picks, and they but they don't pick. They they, they think that clearly that they wanted to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Well, they they think that Tua, they think that Tua, that Tua is just he's the guy. I mean, he's New York. Well, no, he's the guy as far as after Joe Burrow. If you go, if you say, okay, give me rank the quarterback. Right. They think there's a. I'm hoping I'm using the right word here. Chasm. Sure, chasm works between yeah. between between Tua and then what they have with Herbert from Oregon. But like, what do they do with that information? Because they don't want him, do they? They just picked a quarterback. No, but they're hopeful. They want people to come up there. Okay, go get Tua. They're, yeah, they're they're hopeful. They're you know they're not they they they're they're taking the opposite approach. They want somebody to come get and offer picks is what they're hopeful for. Ready for questions? I am. We have millions of them. So, Brian, you can uh, jump in with any ones that you have. I pulled about 100 of them. Okay. Here's a random one that I pulled just because I did recently watch him. Sean Marion, not that Sean Marion, I don't think, says... He's at the Mavs game the other night. Thoughts on Antonio Gibson from Memphis. Fortunately for you, I just watched him. Yeah, give him a scouting report. So, sorry. Antonio Gibson is... um, He's Tony Pollard all over again. Oh. Different. He's a different guy, but he's similar size. He's, and all the, that? he's the Memphis player where they're like, where you say, "Hey, what's his position?" You go, "Eh, you know, yeah, he plays the he plays slot. slot, plays, he plays running back. Yeah, okay, yeah, he plays a little bit of everything. Returns kicks. Yeah. Uh, he's different from Pollard in this way. He's like six foot and two hundred twenty eight pounds. Oh, so he's a he's a rock. He's a big man. Yeah, and he's fast. And he powers through tackles, and he can catch. So he's another one of those guys that I think for a team in the third or fourth round, maybe third round, complete back traits? Or, or I think so. I and think I say so. complete back. I just asked Jeff the question. Complete back traits would be run, catch, and block. Yeah, because he's so, I mean, as you can tell from me saying six foot and 228, yeah. he's packed in there. Why not? He's physical, Yeah, and he's tough. So can I get you to block? Probably. You're physically yeah. capable. Can I use you as a receiver? Oh, yeah. Can I hand you the ball? Yeah, you got 11 yards per carry. <laughs> so like, he's a tackle-breaking machine. That is, He's a big, physical, tough dude that I think somebody who wants to be creative with what they're going to call a running back, then I think Antonio Gibson is a really nice option for you. There's a play against Houston where he broke about six tackles on one play on a screen. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to run through. Just through guys. Just going to keep running. You guys just, aren't just really park trying the Red to. Sea, just yeah. bam, bam, bam through guys. Got, and yeah. I don't like. I don't think he's a super agile guy. But he, See, that's but what he's Pollard fast, was. Pollard was. Flip, right. Pollard, Pollard was, was nifty. Was flip it. He was yeah. like agility and balance. Yeah. And this guy is more, 
I'm going to kind of keep going. Yeah. And if you don't bring the hard hat today, you will not get me to the ground. You need the big boy pants to yeah. tackle this guy, huh? So okay. that's Antonio Gibson for you. All right. Uh Oh, can you pull up the draft order for me, Brian? Is there any chance you could get to the draft order or the picks for the Atlanta Falcons? You know, we do love it when somebody uh, wants to hear about another team. My guy Tommy Dimitrov here? Yeah, Did Ryan, Tommy Dimitrov send you a question? Maybe, under the pseudonym, pseudonym <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Welch. He said, Atlanta Falcons needs and how they line up with their top two or three picks. Now, by the time the draft gets here, I will have a little spreadsheet of every team yeah, the, and the needs that they have. But for now, I will use a generic list that somebody else comes up with. And this is from NFL. No, this is from CBS. And they, oh, Atlanta's got an extra two there. Oh, Muhammad's a new trade. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they got a one, two twos, and a three. Biggest needs. Holy cow. Edge rusher, linebacker, corner, defensive they're, line. Tight they're, end. they're picking in front of Dallas, too, by the way. If you're, they, they oh, you know who I keep seeing to them? I keep seeing Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. I keep seeing him at 16 there. Yeah, the defensive tackle from South Carolina. Which is, okay, so that would fit in a defensive line. And I th- Yeah, wow, so we're looking at a team that picks right by Dallas, so you're probably going to be watching the draft play out in the exact same way and hoping for some of the exact same guys. And if you have a need at corner there, C.J. Henderson? Yeah, so they, 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 they could work. They could Defensive work. line, they Javon Kinlaw. They could clearly Kinlaw. work Dallas in this thing. Derek it Brown. used to be the Chargers... The Chargers were the team that worked the Cowboys. Now it's going to be now it's going to be the Fal- the Falcons were the reason why they, they really they they traded for Tack McKinley. They they got yeah. word that Tack McKinley was on Dallas's board, and so yeah, I, I think that you know the Falcons they they saved Dan Quinn's job there at the end. I mean, it, it was like yeah, he was he was walking out the door, and the next thing you know, he's uh, he's back. You know, the owner says, "Hey, we're bringing all these guys back." I don't see a lot of free agents on their team right now on their roster. Austin Hooper, the tight end, yeah. uh, is out there. Uh, Devontae Campbell, Campbell, the linebackers, is out there. A lot more depth guys losing than, than front-line guys. So, yeah, I could see. Okay, main areas of focus. This is from a local blog in Atlanta two days ago, bloggingdirty.com. Yeah. They are going with main areas of focus should be a tight end, mm-hmm. center, defensive end, linebacker, and cornerback. Well, they got Alex Mack as their center. Okay, so that sounds like blogging dirty struggling over there. Is that what well, you're I just Alex Mack's a pretty good player. I mean, I'm not going to act like I watch the Falcons every day. I know Alex Mack was a pretty good player been at Cleveland, and you know, big big ticket guy that came to Atlanta. Tough part about the um, if you need a defensive end right now is I would hate picking in the middle of the first round. I would hate being that team that's got to be. You know, I wouldn't want the need to make me pick a defensive end where it's like, all right, we're going to take Yeter Gross Matos right here at 16. Because after Chase Young, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the second and third round. I don't want to use 16 on it. You know what? And you know what that means for Atlanta? Captain trade down. What would you feel about you really don't like Epinesa from Iowa for the Cowboys at 17? I don't. So you wouldn't think that if the if the Falcons were looking for a defensive end, you would say no there as well. Like, I would say no there. I think I, mean, I would. We need to figure out what Tack McKinley is, how he's yeah. playing for Atlanta. But so at sixteen, tight end, I think is not an option. Defensive yeah. end for me is not an option unless you want to pay uh, play Caleb on Chase on there. And yeah. if his his pro day goes the way that I think it might mm-hmm. with his athleticism, what about a linebacker? 
If that's a need, I think Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray, I think those are okay well, picks. Well, they have Deion Jones. It's already an LSU linebacker that plays really well for them. You know, So, yeah, I mean, that, that's not, a, that's not a, a bad call there at all. Okay, so for Atlanta, if you've got a one, two twos, and a three, here's what I'm going to give you. <sighs> Kenneth, you give a tight end at three? Or Kenneth, the second two? Kenneth Murray. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe the second two. Yeah, I knew you were. A second round corner. How about Ohio State? How about Gladney? Yeah, oh, Gladney. You think we okay. can get Gladney there? Okay. We'll go TCU corner, Jeff Gladney. You want to take Troutman with the second two? Or is that too early? You want to take Komet? I think, I think, I think Troutman with the second two is what number again? Do we have that number? I'm, I'm not, sorry. They have, they have the have Patriots number? pick and their pick. Okay, so, so the second one would be in the middle of the round. And then the, or the late, second one would be late, late, late two. Late two. Yeah, I think I think that I think Troutman could probably go there. Yeah, why not? And then give me a random third round defensive end. How about Bradley and I, Utah? Maybe he goes earlier. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. I you know you could look at how about Okwara from Notre Dame. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I'm an Oklahoma I have fan. him like that. I have him. Uh, Stowbridge from North Carolina is another guy I kind of have in that in that mix. Yeah, uh, maybe even Davidson from Auburn. There is a go. guy that's kind of in that mix. So yeah, those are kind of guys I would look at there. All right, thanks, Atlanta fan. Uh, we went a lot, we went pretty in depth on Atlanta there. Huh? Why not? Why not? Uh, that's a combine question from Chris. We kind of did the combine. Uh, a lot of different versions of the same question. Workout at the combine made you go back and rewatch tape. We kind of already did that. What position in this draft from Cat is an overage, and how does that skew the mock slash real draft if the tables are balanced? So where are the deep positions, and where are the not deep positions? I think that edge rushers is what kind of throws this one because normally you see a lot of them going, and I just don't see the candidates this year. You do, and it, depending on again, we you know a lot of people had Epinesa as being a guy that everybody liked, and then the workouts not so favorable. But you watch the tape, you could see that you could see that the that the athletic ability really wasn't there when you watched him play. So yeah, and then you got Chase on from LSU, who people are saying is he a linebacker or is he a rush end? So you have the questions. Gross Matos from Penn State. I think there's some questions there. I think the kid Taylor from Tennessee, you know, where do you play him? Is he a left end? Is he right end? Uh, uh, Kareem from Notre Dame. I mentioned him. Lewis, that's another guy. Alabama. Alabama. That's a guy I have a That's a guy that might turn into a star. He might. He might be a star. And and he might be an absolute bust. 100%. You know, so yeah, uh, Grenard from, uh, from Florida. Yep. See, there's too many questions about all of them. About every one of those defensive ends, except Chase Young. Exactly. Feel good about the wide receivers. Feel great about. Feel the good about the tackles, especially in the ter- in the top three rounds. Yeah, I'll go down for Cleveland, the kid from Boise who worked out really, really well. Yeah, uh, Ezra uh, Cleveland worked out really, really well. But the tape shows he's a third round tackle. So okay. But that's kind of what you're looking at right there. I think there's a little depth with the tight ends. The problem I have right now is if you're looking for interior offensive line help, I don't see it. I don't see it at guard, and I don't see it at center right now. I know people talk about Cushenberry from LSU. I I don't know. There's a guy that catches more than he does. He gets a real wide base. 
I don't see a really athletic guy. Ruiz from Penn, uh, from excuse me, from Michigan. You know, there's a guy that's a massive guy, big guy, but you know what? He's he's kind of on those always on the edge type of guy. People are talking about Hunt, the guard for he plays tackle at Louisiana Lafayette. They call it just Louisiana now. I mean, they're projecting him as a guard. Uh, Lemieux is another guy. I mean, there's it's just not it's names of guys, but it's not like top. You know, with the past, we've had top centers. We've had top guards. I just don't see that as being a depth position. Running back could have a little depth to it, though, from what we're talking about. Uh, uh, the cornerback position's got some depth to for it. Sure. For sure. So I'm just trying, I guess I'm trying to give you an idea that depending on where you really want to go with this, you can find guys, but where's the quality of guys? Yeah. Where's that quality? Quality at offensive tackle. Quality not at center and guard for, for for my book. Are there any questions you want to get to? We're going to run short on time here in a few minutes. I have other ones. No, no, I, go ahead. I go know ahead. If you yeah, had, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let me see here. A couple of different people asking about if their team could trade down. We got a Browns fan here. Yeah. Uh, Chris. He says Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock had Cleveland take the fourth offensive tackle off the board at number 10. If that happened in real life and the option to move down were present, let's say Philly calls to move up for wide receiver one, would it be better to trade down and get offensive tackle five or six plus the picks? Well, Captain Trade Down says yes, but yeah. fourth offensive tackle may be where you draw the line on a, on well, a big it could be chasm. Thomas. It could be Thomas right. from Georgia. And then is there a gap from that to I've got like Austin next? Jackson. USC, Josh Jones, Josh Jones is in there. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, the other kid from George, is in there. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I, I just need to kind of. If you're going to trade back for an offensive tackle, I wasn't. I, I was. I was impressed with Austin Jackson from USC. So if you're telling me it's so in theory, what if you could get a one, two, and a three? And somebody comes up because from ten to twenty-one would be more than a one and a two. Yeah, let's say it's one, two, three. Are you willing to take Austin Jackson instead of Andrew Thomas if it gets you a mid two and a mid three? I think I, I think I would lean that way. I think I think I would lean. Let me let me let me just see. I'll give you a little value there. <laughs> I love this. Let me tell you guys a secret. If you ever talk about a trade, do not try to wing it. Brian's going to the chart and he's going to be like, "Hold on, we're going to get this right." Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the ten to twenty-one. The, okay, ten is worth thirteen hundred. Okay, okay, we're going. We're dropping to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. That's worth eight hundred. Okay, we need five hundred. Okay. What is fifty? I'm just going to get in the ballpark here. What's fifty-three worth? Fifty-three in the ballpark is worth three seventy. Wait, I'm off on that, right? Okay. Philly's twenty-one, so they yeah. no, that's right. About fifty-three. That's thirty-two spots. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. How much is that? Three seventy. All right, that's eleven seventy. I need one hundred and thirty. So what is? Let me get about thirty two spots from that. I know these aren't going to be the right numbers because orders change a little bit. But what's say eighty five? Eighty five is worth one sixty five. So that adds up to twelve thirteen thirty five. That gets it. Yeah, one, two three. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I, good it, trade. It, yeah. So captain captain trade back is. Let's go. Let's go. But I, I you know what, I I don't think. I just don't think there's a huge difference with all those offensive tackles at the top of the board. Yeah. I think you'll be happy with any one of those guys. Really do. 
Are my Giants going to stand pat? This is from Uncle Boom. Yeah, we, I talked to your Giant guys today coming in. Are they going to stand pat and draft an O-lineman? Couldn't we draft trade back a few spots, sure. take virtually the same player, and yeah. add a free pick or two? Yep, absolutely. They, 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 they're, they're very hopeful that Tua's on that board and, and give them that opportunity if somebody would like to come get him. Bail! Pull the ripcord! All right, we got a five-hour show to do. We do? Yep, this was episode something. Eight. Give or take. I trust Brian. I'm going to say it's episode eight. Make sure you're following Brian on Twitter at Brian Broadus. Spells Brian with a Y, like mm. real men do. Yeah, and two Ds, unlike Snoop Dogg, my uncle. Not to shame anybody who spells it with an I. I think that you're probably a real man as well. Or lady, however, you know, you're feeling. Have your role. It's up to you. I don't care. Uh, it's a weird way to end a podcast. I'm at JC1053 on Twitter. We'll catch you next week on Trust to Take. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.